broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Ajar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Happy Monday, everybody. How was that weekend? Did we survive winter here in Jacksonville? Are, are, are we under warmer and, and blue skies up ahead? It's quite possible. I mean, if it just stays like this the next three or four months, I'm not going to complain. But knowing Jacksonville, I'm sure we'll probably go back down to 30 or 40 degrees for a couple days and go back up again because the weather fluctuates around here, everybody. Big time. Austin Lane. ESPN 690 Action Sports Jacks, joined by Justin Coos, pushing all the right buttons in the back. Brett and Martineau's out today for vacation, but we'll be back tomorrow. Lots to catch up on. Hopefully he's enjoying his time off. A whole lot of golfing, a whole lot of, uh, I think he's probably seeing, you know, his kids play some some softball and some baseball, so hopefully they're doing good as well. Uh, so it's just me driving the ship today for one more day with Coos assisting when he can. But let's be honest, man, the big news of the day, J.J. Watt. Who had the Arizona Cardinals on their J.J. Watt bingo card? Certainly not me. Certainly not Brent Martineau. Kuz, you have J.J. Watt going to Arizona? Yeah. Oh, yeah? Was it was it the Kyler Murray effect? Was it the Cliff Kingsbury effect? It was the Cliff Kingsbury. Explain yourself. It was the Cliff Kingsbury effect. Oh, yeah. It was the backyard fireplace. Sold. <laughs> Scottsdale. Let's do this. No, this was a... Uh, this was kind of a shocking turn of events in the whole J.J. Watt um, news, let's just say. And the way it transpired uh, is one of the funnier things that I've seen in a while in terms of NFL rumors. Now, I came across this earlier this morning. Field Yates put out a screenshot of a Peloton account that was supposedly linked to J.J. Watt. Now, J.J. Watt's name was spelt wrong, and I'm not sure if even J.J. Watt held, has Peloton. But in this Peloton account, uh, it said three teams. I think it said Green Bay, Cleveland, and Buffalo. So immediately, like, you know, the rumors started to circulate. Well, these J.J. Watt's got it down to three teams. Now, why would J.J. Watt go on his Peloton account and say where he's going to go or what he hasn't narrowed down to? It makes no sense whatsoever. But like we do, we take it, we roll with it, and then we start to ask questions. Well, then later on in the day, J.J. Watt goes, nah, I don't ride a bike. I don't have Peloton. I'm J.J. Watt, all right? I I live in the squat rack. I live on the hang clean platforms and the Olympic lifts. I don't got time for Peloton. By the way, I mean, if you're J.J. Watt, you can definitely afford a Peloton. Coos, you got Peloton? Probably. I couldn't afford a Peloton. Pretty, pretty pricey, right? Yeah. I mean, few thousand dollars Why here. Why not just there, get a right? bike and put an iPad on it, though, right? Well, I mean, hey, hey, I'm not going to tell anybody <laughs> how to how, how to get their shine on. Uh, if you get a Peloton, more power to you. I mean, it's staying in shape. Any, any way to stay in shape, I'm okay with. But, yeah, Pelotons in terms of the price range, uh, a little aggressive. Nevertheless, J.J. Watt came out and said that he doesn't have a Peloton. Okay, cool. Well, then a few hours later... J.J. Watt, in the most J.J. Watt type of way, let's just say, announced he's going to the Arizona Cardinals. But now, how did he do it? Did he have some kind of long message saying why he's excited, why he did it? No. Did he uh, just post a picture of the Arizona Cardinals logo? Well, kind of. Did he just say at the, you know, at Arizona Cardinals, let's get to work? Not quite. In the most J.J. Watt way possible. This dude, and with the quote, source 
me puts a picture of him in the squat rack with that J.J. Watt taking care of business face with an Arizona Cardinals shirt. Now, when he did this, I'm going to be honest, when he dropped, because I was on Twitter right when he dropped it, and he dropped that, I was like, this isn't real. Like, that doesn't mean he's going to Arizona. This is just J.J. Watt trying to have some fun a little bit. Like, in your face, Field Yates, he's having a little fun. But no, literally, like, two minutes later, then Ian Rep reports giving us the contract details. Then all of a sudden, J.J. Watt, it's official. So a couple questions now. What, was there some kind of, like, inside information with J.J. Watt, Ian Rappaport, where as soon as J.J. Watt posts a picture of him in the squad? By the way, J.J. Watt, I love you, man. All right? You're a former Midwest dude. You're a Wisconsin guy. You know, blue-collar, Midwest tough. I appreciate it. But could we find a different way to announce that you're going to a team than hitting up the squat rack? Could we get a little more creative? Is it business with you 24-7? It really well might be. And who am I to say, man? Obviously, the business has paid off well for you. But I'm just saying, the fact that he posts that picture, and within not like two minutes, then here comes Ian Rappaport. Here comes Adam Schefter. It's almost like they were waiting for J.J. Watt to post the squat picture, and then they're like, all right, now it's time to go to work. Now it's time to drop the news. So with that being said, let's go to the contract real quick for J.J. Watt. Kuz, you got the exact numbers here. I got them right here. Two years, $31 million. $23 million of that was going to be guaranteed. That's quite the price tag to pay for a guy who's on the back nine of his career. Now, don't, don't get me wrong. If you're an Arizona Cardinals fan right now, why wouldn't you be excited? Number one, you had no idea this was going on. All right, I'm sure if you're in Arizona right now, you're on the golf course, all of a sudden 10, 30, 11, or whatever, 12 comes around, and the, the ESPN breaking news, you got J.J. Watt. What a pleasant surprise for Cardinals fans. Because nobody saw that coming. I was under the assumption, along with my co-host Brent Martineau, I think everybody was under the assumption that the Super Bowl was the goal for J.J. Watt. That was priority number one, and why wouldn't it be? This guy's already got all of his money that he needs, right? Like, you think J.J. Watt needs an extra $10 million someplace? No, it doesn't hurt. It's still $10 million. But let's be honest. For the amount of work that J.J. Watt has put in the game, right for the amount of you know sacrifice the blood sweat and tears you would think that this dude wants to see it through and hoist that Lombardi trophy now some of you out there are gonna go it was always about the money oh it's about the money he did it for the money well pump the brakes real quick because you know what I always say sometimes it's not about the money it's what the money says now I'm not sure what the other offers were I'm not sure if there are counter offers from different teams, right? Like I was, I had the Green Bay Packers for sure. I thought that for sure the Packers were going to snag him up. It makes too much sense. Uh, his wife plays in Chicago on, you know, the the, uh, the professional soccer team, so he's close to his wife. He grew up a Packers fan. He's always tweeting about the Green Bay Packers. To me, that made the most sense. I think Brent had the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which makes a lot of sense as well. Playing with Tom Brady, get your Super Bowl, all this stuff. The, the defense that they play right now, there's enough depth where Watt doesn't have to be that every single down guy. You just come in on third down, in and out, you're all good. Brent thought Tampa Bay. Arizona wasn't even on the radar. Now, let's be honest. If you line up him and Chandler Jones side by side, I'm not mad at that. I think Russell Wilson's going to be mad at that. I think Russell Wilson saw the J.J. The Watt news today and went back to the Seattle organizations like, all right, guys, here we are again. You going to help me out? 
because I got New Orleans talking about me. I have the mayor of New Orleans right now wanting me to come over. I'm talking to Jerry Jones tonight. What's going on, guys? Are we going to get some offensive line play for me? Or is Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt going to have a block party in the backfield? Figure it out, Seattle. Nevertheless, the Arizona Cardinals, I mean, if you're a Cardinals fan, you got to like it. And how could you not? Now, are they a Super Bowl contender? Not off the bat in my head, I'd say probably not, right? Because you think about what? The Buccaneers. You think about the Green Bay Packers. And then you think probably about maybe the Los Angeles Rams slash Seattle Seahawks. I probably even have the Rams ahead of the Seahawks right now just because of the Russell Wilson controversy. But then let's dive deeper here and think about this a little bit. Where is Arizona right now? Are they trending upward or downward? Well, obviously Arizona is trending upward. Right, Kyle Murray coming off his second year. Uh, fantasy football MVP. I'm going to say fantasy football co-MVP because he didn't win me the championship. But obviously, Kyler Murray took leaps and bounds this year. So it makes sense that, okay, well, you, you like the offensive side of the ball. You like what they got with Kingsbury calling the plays, all this stuff. Like, you get the sense that Arizona is on the up and up in terms of offense. And then you go to their defense. Well, it's headlined by a guy calling the shots named Vance Joseph, who J.J. Watt actually played with in Houston who he knows very well. So I think there's a little comfort there, too, in going to a defense with Vance Joseph that J.J. Watt knows very well. So that has something to do with it. But then you look at you know the, the, the division and the way the NFC is shaking out right now. It may not be the worst move ever. Because, yes, the Packers, front runners for sure. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, front runners for sure. But besides that, and maybe the Rams, if you want to throw in there, and the Seahawks, but besides that, who are your guaranteed playoff teams right now? I don't know about the Bears. What's going on with Trubisky? Are they getting any quarterback or not? The Vikings, the Vikings, listen, the Vikings every single year I say they're going to win the division, and they always prove me wrong. So until I see a consistent play from the Minnesota Vikings, I can't call them playoff contenders. Obviously, the Lions are going to line, so I can't call them playoff contenders. The NFC East is an absolute circus right now. Yeah, the Dallas Cowboys. Okay, we'll see. Philadelphia Eagles, circus. Giants, Daniel Jones, you believer, circus. The Washington football team, probably the most consistent team right now, and they don't even have a name. And then when we go up to the NFC South, is Drew Brees coming back next year? What are the Saints going to be like? Carolina Panthers, they're on the come up, but they still have some, you know, some pieces to add to actually be a, a legitimate team, in my opinion. And the Atlanta Falcons, well, Matt Ryan on the back nine of his career. So when you look at all these teams in the NFC and you say, all right, well, I want to go to the Super Bowl, or was it about the money? But let's assume J.J. Watt still wants to go to the Super Bowl because who doesn't? Are the Cardinals really that bad of a pick? They went 8-8 eight and eight last year. Should have went to the playoffs. Kyler Murray is playing with a half a shoulder, I guess, and one foot. Like, they just couldn't get it done at the end. But they were close. They went 8-8. Eight and eight. And if I'm a betting man, I bet their record improves from last year. Maybe they go 10-6 and six this next season. Who knows? So all those people out there saying, you know, Watt did this for the money, well, maybe that had something to do with it. Maybe it feels good to say this team wants to spend this much money. They want me this much, so I'm going here. Okay. But if I'm, if I'm a Cardinals you know, player in that locker room, I also have a little sense of intrigue that, hey, we're a pretty good football team. Now, this is going to be a very big year for Kyler Murray and that Kingsbury offense because let's be honest, we've seen this play out before as well 
We've seen Sean McVay change the game in terms of that tight bunch formation. And then we've seen New England figure it out in the Super Bowl, and all of a sudden the Rams had to have to change who they are and their identity, which they have. But I'm just saying sometimes it's a gimmick and sometimes it's the real deal. The question remains, are the, are the Cardinals offense and their, you know, that play calling and kind of like that high-powered college offense, is that the real deal or is that a gimmick? We're going to find out this year exactly what they are. But I guess what I'm trying to say is if I'm analyzing this situation of what J.J. Watt did, I'm not mad at it, right? I mean, he's out of the AFC, so you got to like that if you're a Jaguars fan because it seems like J.J. Watt's always got the Jaguars number. Now, last year was a little different, but it seems like he's always got the Jaguars number. I think actually they play Arizona this year, so that could be problems as well. But with that being said, I like the move. I think Arizona's kind of the up-and-coming team. I think there's a lot to like about the Arizona Cardinals, and I can kind of see what J.J. Watt had in mind here. Now, once again, if I'm him, do I go to Green Bay or Tampa Bay and try to go for that sure Super Bowl? Probably. But I still feel like J.J. Watt feels like he has a lot left in the tank, and he has a lot to contribute. So if he has to go to a younger team and elevate them, then so be it. But to me, it's a circumstance of a couple things. It's feeling wanted, number one. It's knowing the defense advance, Joseph, number two. And obviously playing with a guy by the name of DeAndre Hopkins, who we spent a lot of time with in Houston. So there's some kind of familiarity there. And then number three, I think it's a great opportunity just from the standpoint of he doesn't have to be the guy. He doesn't have to go in there and play 40 reps a game, 50 reps a game. All they need him to do on third down is get after the quarterback every once in a while. And when you have an offense that can play complementary football, when you have an offense that obviously takes up time on the clock and they chew up a lot of yards and they move the ball and they're very, quote-unquote, defensive friendly, well, then, yeah, that's not, that's not a bad spot to land. So I'm not going to sit here and say that Watt sold out for the money. I don't think so. I think there's more to it. Uh, you know, hopefully he releases a statement pretty soon so we can kind of break it down and get his thoughts a little bit. But at the end of the day, I think J.J. Watt did what's best for J.J. Watt. So best of luck to him. I wish this would have happened last year when I was uh, on that Kyler Murray bandwagon coos, but you know how I do it, man. You get one year. You get one year to be my fantasy quarterback, and then I cut ties with you. Lamar Jackson two years ago, I appreciate what you did. You got me a championship. I offered you that Ruth, Chris. You didn't want it. All right, Lamar Jackson, time to move on. Last year, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray did his thing. I had to defend him every single day on this show to the point where I was almost in tears sometimes because I was trying to argue with a guy who was all about Daniel Jones. But we got it done. Once again, second place, not first place. You know what they say about second place? It's first place loser. But at the end of the day, Kyler Murray, I appreciate your service to my fantasy football team. But now it's time to move on. And now I'm on to the next one again. So it'll it'll be interesting to see exactly how they use J.J. Watt, what he thinks about Arizona. I know that, I mean, I've had about 10 text messages. People in Green Bay are, are at their wit's end right now because they thought for sure, including myself, they are getting J.J. Watt. And everyone's texting me, what happened? Well, I mean, I have no idea. Go and tweet him because I can't tell you. But at the end of the day, Arizona it is. Arizona it is. Austin Lane, ESPN 690. Action Sports, Jax. Kuz, how was that weekend, man? Did you get any basketball watching? What did you get into? Uh, I didn't really do Oh, I went to the beach. So did I. How how the, how the beach treats you? It was good. Yeah. It was nice. I got sunburned, but you know. Oh, sure, sure. We'll put some of that sunscreen nowhere, on, man. Well, you know, uh, it would be helpful if some of the places around town were selling sunscreen. Sure. 
Uh, I think because it's not warm, like it's not warm everywhere else. No one was thinking to send sunscreen down this way. Yeah. Uh, so we didn't really have any. I only had SPF 30, and that's not enough for me. <laughs> what are you usually rolling with? Oh, dude, SPF 50 or higher. Like, yeah, I legit have to, and 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 I'll have to put that on like four or five times while sure. we're out there. If we're out there for five hours, I'll have to put SPF 50 on like three or four times. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to soak it in it, man. Just marinate yeah. yourself in it. Literally, a bit. like, I really wish there was, like, a tub that you could lay in beforehand that would just, like, <laughs> coat you. You might have something there, Coos. We got to look into, like, a patent or something where you just kind of walk in. Like, it's on the beach. You walk into it. A, like a, a full body like a, coverage. It's like a beach shower and it just sprays. Yeah. yeah. No, not very sanitary, per se. No, that would not be COVID friendly. But it makes too much sense, in my opinion. I'll tell you what I did. And, and listen. I'm not sure if I can really talk about it because, you know, we're, we're not sponsored by it, but I don't care because it's that legit. World of Nations. You ever heard of World of Nations, Coos? Step your game up, Coos. No. Step your game up. So the World of Nations is an annual thing that happens in Jacksonville. And usually... Yes, it, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes. usually it's at uh, Met Park. But this year, since something happened with Met Park or whatever, was it like the noise ordinance or something? I don't know what's going on Met Park. Yeah, something. Yeah, something, something. But with that being said, uh, it was at like the tailgaters lot this year and what world of nations is for those of you that are uninitiated and uninformed basically well usually the way it works it's like over 50 countries that are represented and every country's got their own booth every country produces like their own like you know it's kind of like a gift shop you got like little little knickknacks and things like that but they also got like food so every country's got their own booth full of food so you know i'm all on board right so took the family there. Mom was in town. Um, you know, it was my son's birthday weekend, so we went to World of Nations, man. Now, Dad didn't do the, the smart thing and get tickets in advance, so we had to wait out there an hour on Saturday, which pretty toasty, right? Son was not impressed with that. But then after that, we get in, man, and, yeah, it's food city in there. Unfortunately, we got there a little later, so some of the stuff was already sold out. But we went to Japan, Coos. We went to Ghana. We went to Turkey. We went to Cuba. And we went to Barbados, I believe. And all the food was on point. I can't stress this enough. If you're looking for a fun weekend, I mean, obviously, it's over now, so I apologize. But next year, hit up the world of nations. You are not going to go wrong. A lot of things happened over the weekend, though, including the UFC fights. Coos, you check those out? I did not. Hey, pat yourself on the back, because if you remember Friday where I was talking in here saying, hey, this heavyweight fight between uh, Gan and, and Rosenstruck, check that out. It's going to be a barn burner, can't miss. Well, I'll be honest, everybody. Sometimes they don't always deliver. Sometimes the big guys go to the ground, and it's hard for them to get back up. Okay, so it wasn't the most entertaining fight per se now i enjoyed it obviously because i'm a purist right i'm all about it but for lack of a better word some of it might have been boring to some of the casual fans so i apologize for my prediction of saying it's going to be a barn burner because it was anything but a barn burner in other news too here before we go to break real quick coos we have some history taking place right now in the nba and i had no idea this guy was even in the league until i heard his name Fastest player in the NBA to hit 1,000 three-pointers. And Buddy it took Heald. him 350 games. Buddy Heald. Unbelievable. Now, I had no idea. Because, listen, this guy plays in Sacramento, right? So this guy, like, I understand the point where it's made like a West Coast bias a little bit. And we'll talk about this when we get back after the break here. Have I been sleeping on Buddy Heald, Coos? Like, is this guy the real deal? Obviously, he just broke the three-point record. So we'll get into that, but I had no idea Buddy Heald was putting up these type of three-point numbers, man. 
Like, I thought Steph Curry was something. I thought Larry Bird was something. But now we got Buddy Heald, and nobody's talking about him except me right now. But when we come back here, maybe the other big news of the day, somebody just got released. Alex Smith got released. Oh, he's about to get released from the Washington football team. I'm seeing a lot of chatter here on Twitter. Do the Jacksonville Jaguars go after Alex Smith? Do they take a waiver on him? Do they give him, bring him in here for Trevor Lawrence? My thoughts next here on ESPN 690. Austin Lane. The Rock, out of nowhere, buys the XFL during a pandemic, mind you, goes half in with his ex-wife. So now you're going to visit with your ex-wife. Brent Martineau. I don't know if that's on the business advice list. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. This seems like a money play. Guy coming off a $100 million contract seems like that would be secondary. You know, trying to cement his legacy and be able to get a championship or play for a championship. This is a guy, I believe, that's never been past the second round of the or, or never been past the second round of the playoffs. Never been to an AFC championship. Always falling short. Always falling short. And he had an opportunity, I believe. He's going to the fourth best team within the division, not in the NFC, just in the division. Is that Jay Williams? Bart Scott. Off to bad start, 0-1 for the day. My bad, Bart Scott. See, I guess Bart Scott and myself disagree that how the Cardinals are going to do this year. One, you know, one could think, are they the, the fourth best team in the division? Possibly. That's assuming that San Francisco 49ers take a step forward, which they very well could. I don't know. I'm not sure what's happening in Seattle right now. Like, do I think Russell Wilson is going to be there this year? I do. But where there's smoke, there's fire. And if there's discrepancies right now with Russell Wilson, well, that means there are discrepancies with the team. And when there's team discrepancies, sometimes the team can fall apart a little bit. Now, the Seahawks went 12-4 and last year. Obviously, they're still front runners. But I don't like all the, the talk coming out of the Seahawks camp regarding Russell Wilson. Now, how much of it is true? Yada, yada, yada. We'll see. Okay, but to me, if I'm going to guess, do they go over 12 wins or under 12 wins or exactly the same as last year? I'm taking that under all day. All right. I think there's problems right now in Seattle. And with the Rams who are in win-up mode right now, I think the Rams are probably the favorites to win the NFC West. But listen, we'll see. You know, like San Fran, what's their quarterback situation? Are we going Jimmy Garoppolo? We going to put all our eggs in that basket again? Are we going in the draft? What's San Fran's plan? I know Arizona's plan, all right? And it's it's improved off last season. So once again, I, and maybe you can call me crazy, but I don't think the Cardinals are that crazy of a team to go to if I'm J.J. Watt in terms of maybe reaching a Super Bowl or at least going deep in the playoffs. We'll see. Now, I think obviously Tampa Bay is the front runner. I think Green Bay is up there as well. But then besides that, Seattle, L.A., and Arizona, you can make a case for any of those teams making it deep in the playoffs. So we'll have to wait and see. I think, and I don't know. You know you know how I feel about it. I've said that I'm off the Kyler Murray bandwagon. That phase of my life has passed. But who knows? Maybe Arizona, when I do my predictions this year, could be my dark horse team. I'll tell you what. It's going to be better than last year's team, the Detroit Lions, who did me absolutely zero favors as my dark horse team. So I have to improve on that one for sure. But other news around the NFL. This is Jaguars-related. So if you're a Jaguars fan, tune in, you know, perk up your ears a little bit, and let's go to work. Alex Smith, 
who was slated to make a lot of money this year in Washington, is set to be released. Now, it's not shocking news from that standpoint. You get the sense that Washington was going to go in a new direction eventually. Right? Ron Rivera is there now. They're planning for the future. Uh, they're building this thing from the ground up. Granted, they went to the playoffs this past season, which was very impressive in a division. Well, that was a dumpster fire. But still, nonetheless, um, a feather in his cap for Ron Rivera, to say the least. But regardless of, of Alex Smith, like he wasn't going to be a part of those plans. So essentially what you have now is Alex Smith on the market. After going five and one, by the way, uh, for the Washington football team. Now, five and one, that's the most important record, right? Because I say this all the time. Wins and losses are directly tied to the quarterback. Now, yes, Washington's defense, one of the better defenses out there. Don't get me wrong. Yes, Washington has a great running game. But Alex Smith went five and one. And you can't take that away from him. Now, the other numbers, you know, six touchdowns, eight interceptions. A 66% completion percentage. I'm not mad at that at all. Um, and Grant, you know, he had Terry McLaren, Logan Thomas, tight end, who could actually be the future um, at the tight end position there in Washington. He had a couple weapons at his disposal. Like, overall, I think Alex Smith did a great job of what he had to do. He had to come in there from the backup quarterback position and provide that team a spark. That's exactly what Alex Smith did. And he won some games doing it. So then the question remains, Alex Smith to the Jaguars. A guy that has a lot of ties, let's just say, to Urban Meyer. A guy that, you know, is obviously on the back nine of his career, but if he still wants to play, does Jacksonville make a lot of sense? And if I'm Alex Smith, I'm looking at a couple things. I'm looking at familiarity, and I'm looking at my chances to actually start um, in this league. Now, Trevor Lawrence coming to town like, I don't care what people say about Trevor Lawrence. You know, is is he a little underrated or whatever? He's going to be the starter day one. If he's not, I'm going to be very shocked. Now, obviously, i got to knock on wood real quick. Unless an injury presents itself, which I'm still knocking on wood right now, Trevor Lawrence is going to be the day one quarterback, the starting quarterback. It's just the way it is. All right? When you go number one overall uh, to Jacksonville with this team, you're the starting quarterback. So there's no way that Alex Smith would come to Jacksonville expecting to even have a shot at starting. I, I really don't believe that. Now, I don't think they're going to bring in Trevor Lawrence and like slowly bring him along. I just can't foresee that happening. I think Trevor Lawrence has way too much experience. I think he's way too talented. I don't think he's one of those guys where you got to sit him out for the first couple games and gain the experience. I think Trevor Lawrence already has enough experience. So he's the day one starter, in my opinion. So Alex Smith is going to come to Jacksonville in that backup role which isn't a bad thing. The only caveat, though, that I could see happening with Alex Smith where it wouldn't work out in Jacksonville is the Matt Nagy effect. Matt Nagy, of course, the head coach of the Chicago Bears right now, has a lot of experience working with Alex Smith. And let's be honest, when it comes to the Chicago Bears right now, their quarterback room is anything but far from complete. And I think that if Alex Smith wanted to start in this league and wanted to have an opportunity to win a job in, in training camp and win a quarterback battle, then Chicago's the place for him. To me, it's a no-brainer, right? Because once again, you're going to someplace that you know. You know Nagy, right? You, he's coached you for a while. He knows your skill set. He can set you up for success. And number two, if you're worried about starting, well, Chicago's probably the best destination for Alex Smith to go. 
But let's just assume right now that maybe there's other plans in Chicago. Maybe, uh, I don't know, uh, Sam Darnold, Jimmy Garoppolo. Who knows? I mean, the way the quarterback carousel is going, it could be Russell Wilson for all I know. Like, the way this offseason has gone so far, anything can happen. So let's just assume right now that Chicago, for whatever reason, is off the table. And let's just say the Jacksonville Jaguars have a legitimate shot of getting Alex Smith. Then remains the question, do you bring him in? And I sit here unequivocally, 3-1 of 2021, and I say, I don't know. And I say that in, like, the leeriest way possible. And here's why. Well, first of all, let me preface by saying this. I think Alex missed a great quarterback. I think he would be a fantastic backup quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think that Alex Smith is a great person. I think he offers a lot of um, traits and leadership qualities that you want in this team. I've told this story before. The first week that I was in Kansas City, my first time eating the cafeteria was literally the day before training camp, and the Chiefs are just breaking their meetings, and I got there a little early. So, you know, an intern essentially showed me around. I got some dinner. I'm sitting by myself. I'm, I'm like the, you know, I'm like the new kid in school sitting all by himself. I have no friends whatsoever. Hopefully I see somebody that I know I can talk to. First guy to come down and sit next to me, Alex Smith. And we talked about where we were from. We talked about the game of football. We talked about a bunch of stuff. But I remember, you know, getting up from that conversation. And I'll never forget it. I, I, I get up and I say, dude, you know, I mean, it's nice to meet you, but I'm a defensive end, man. I'm coming for you in training camp. Why would you sit by me? And he said, listen, you're a Kansas City chief now. I have to know everybody that we get. I have to at least introduce myself, know something about every person that we bring in here in every single transaction. Because I'm the leader of this team, and I got to know. And since that day, that first day I was in Kansas City, my respect grew for Alex Smith. You know, it's definitely a guy that always gets kind of the, the short end of the stick when you hear the term system quarterback, this and this and this. I think Alex Smith's a hell of a quarterback. He's obviously a hell of a competitor, too. For what he had to go through with that knee injury, um, you know, to essentially almost lose his knee to come back and play in the NFL again. That's a different breed right there. So I'm I'm all for that. I'm all for team, you know, teammate Alex Smith. I'm all for competitor Alex Smith. I'm all for knows Urban Meyer's system Alex Smith. I'm all for all those things. But the question that I bring up is, is the juice worth the squeeze? Is paying Alex Smith, and let's assume we go off like a Marcus Mariota contract of last year, where I think Marcus Mariota got like $7.5 million. So let's go and say, is Alex Smith worth 7.5, maybe $8 million per year? And maybe it's going to be a one-year deal, a two-year deal. We'll see. Is he worth that much money to help educate Trevor Lawrence? And herein lies the conundrum. Because a part of me, and granted, I'm on the defensive side of the ball, right? But a part of me wants to go, well, how much can Alex Smith truly offer Trevor Lawrence? Yes, you show him how to be a professional. Yes, you show him how to be a good teammate. Yes, you show him how to, you know, thrive in an Urban Meyer offense. And those are all valid key points. But at the same time, I think back to, like, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow was by far the number one pick coming out of the draft. Everyone knew that he was going to Cincinnati. And everybody thought, like, all right, Joe Burrow is going to be the future. And to be fair, the guy had a hell of a year until he got hurt. But who was the backup quarterback in Cincinnati? Who was helping Joe Burrow come along? Ryan Finley, who's not on the list of anybody's most coveted backup quarterbacks. Ryan Fitzpatrick, 
in Miami, right? I think he's one of the better backup quarterbacks in the league. I think you all would agree with me. Well, the Miami Dolphins get a guy by the name of Tua Tunga Viola. Now, granted, coming off of a hip injury, right? Goes to Miami and essentially, you know, is playing the backup spot to Ryan Fitzpatrick. But you can think of a lot worse guys to have, you know, in your quarterback spot than Ryan Fitzpatrick in terms of teaching the game and learning from. Well, how much did Tua learn from Ryan Fitzpatrick his rookie year? Right? Because Tua came out and essentially got benched like twice. So I guess what I'm trying to get at here, everybody, and we're going to continue this conversation into the next segment, is $7.58 million worth it? Because I think about, like, Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer is going to have his hands over the quarterback position. The only reason why Urban Meyer is essentially possibly in Jacksonville is because of Trevor Lawrence. So in terms of influence, well, yeah, I think Alex Smith can have a big influence on Trevor Lawrence. But wouldn't Urban Meyer as well? Wouldn't the quarterback coach as well? So it just it just begs the question, is he worth $7.5 to $8 million? Now, don't get me wrong. Maybe he takes a, a hometown discount because Urban Meyer's here. And that's a possibility. I just want to continue the conversation of how valued is a backup quarterback in terms of teaching somebody like Trevor Lawrence, who is the bona fide number one pick, who has all the skill sets, it's what it seems like already, and all he has to do is grow and mature. Is there a need for the backup quarterback there? We talk about it more next here on ESPN 690. Russell Wilson didn't have information leaked about him. Russell Wilson's agent, on the record, gave Shefty four teams Russell Wilson would like to play for. That is an important distinction in this conversation. So we have Russell Wilson, we have Dak Prescott, eight days in counting to the franchise tag deadline, and we've got Deshaun Watson, who continues to be in the middle of all of it. Uh, the quarterback carousel continues. I assume that was Greeny. One for two today. Kuz not too shabby. Yeah, listen. I mean, I'm not breaking any news here. Russell Wilson can say all he wants, that he wants to be a Seahawk. And his agent can per- purvey that information. But when you say, I want to be someplace, but also if I'm not going to be here, I want to go to one of, you know, five places. Like, yeah, you're putting it out there in the airwaves. All right. There's smoke and there's fire there, everybody. All right, so that's why I'm looking at the Seattle Seahawks now with a little skeptical eye saying, all right, well, what's going to happen over here? Because let's be honest, it's been it's been a crazy offseason so far. Watts going to the Cardinals. Uh, you know, Wentz is going to the to the Colts. Stafford's going to the Rams. Watson, I have no idea what's going to happen to Deshaun Watson, but who knows what's going to happen. But all I'm saying is that wasn't a mistake. That was a calculated move by Russell Wilson and his camp to to kind of diverge those teams that he's interested in going to. Because you have to have a backup plan. There's got to be a fail-safe, and that by far is a fail-safe. Action Sports Jackson, ESPN 690. I'm Austin Lane. Carlos Brent Martineau out for today. We'll be back tomorrow off of a nice little three-day vacay. Well, really, a five-day vacation if you count the weekend. Joined by Justin Kuz. If you want to be part of the conversation, let's get it. Nine four. I'm sorry. Nine zero four three six two nine nine zero one. That's nine zero four three six two nine nine zero one. Or dial star star six ninety. 
I think we got South Beach Gary on the horn right now. Wants to talk some JJ Watt and some possible free agency. South Beach Gary, how was that weekend and how we doing, man? Good. How are you, Austin? Not hey, too shabby. Uh, you're doing a great job, whether Brent's there or not. You're doing a fantastic hey, man, job. I appreciate that a lot. You know, I have a lot on my plate right now. Just trying not to crash the car, so I appreciate that. Yeah, what what, ta- what channel is your what station is your morning show on? What is it? Yeah, so I'm also doing 95.1, the Big Ape oh. morning mess from 6 till 10. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm over there talking celebrity gossip and all that good stuff. So it's a little bit of everything. <laughs> a little entertainment tonight, huh? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, nothing against J.J. Watt. I think he's a great guy, and what he did for charity was just unbelievable in Houston. But at that price... Arizona can have him at his age. Sure. <laughs> but, uh, you know, what What I'm thinking about, Austin, you know, uh, it seems like Deshaun and Houston are both dug in. Wouldn't you think something would happen in the next couple of weeks before free agency starts? Because after, t- t- you know, teams aren't going to wait for them to, you know, make moves. If, if they're, if they're uh, still sitting on the pot, teams aren't going to wait forever for Houston and Deshaun Watson. Once teams start spending money, don't you think that's going to very limit – once free agency is done, where Deshaun's going to go because of a uh, cap space room? Uh, it's a great question, South Beach, Gary. Yeah, I mean, you, you bring up a good point here, but at the same time, we got to remember this. This is Deshaun Watson we're talking about. This is a top five quarterback we're talking about. And I feel like, listen, do teams want to get the deal done sooner than later? You better believe it. Right. If if a team could trade, let's say, three first-round picks tomorrow and maybe a player – they would definitely do that for Deshaun Watson. But we know where Houston's coming from, right? We know that Houston is kind of locked in right now on wanting him to be the quarterback going forward. We know where Deshaun Watson's coming from, where he says he's not going to play for the Houston Texans. So something will eventually give here. And I feel like that's not going to happen until probably training camp starts. But to answer your question, are the Texans doing themselves a disservice right now by possibly not getting the most profit for Deshaun Watson by essentially waiting and trying to push Deshaun Watson all in? Possibly. But at the same time, when it's Deshaun Watson we're talking about, teams are going to sacrifice that South Beach, Gary. I promise you that because I think he's that special of a player. So there's literally like maybe I can see eight or nine teams in the NFL that are that we're all good. We don't need Deshaun Watson. We're all set. We're, we're not going to upgrade the quarterback position because we're happy with what we have right now. Everybody else, even if they're kind of cemented right now in the quarterback position, you add Deshaun Watson to the mix, and that's a new beast, man. So I feel like this could be heated up during even like maybe the you know the, the trade deadline, whatever the case may be. But I feel like we're going to be waiting a while to hear what happens to Sean Watson. Uh, I really do. I think that Houston is set in their ways. And I think when a coach comes in and says that Deshaun Watson is going to be the coach of the Houston Texans, very rarely, unless, once again, the it's like a king's ransom, but very rarely is a coach going to go against his word. So if he says that Deshaun Watson is going to be the quarterback, I truly believe he thinks that's going to happen. Now, you know how I feel about Deshaun Watson and his agent, a la Jalen Ramsey's agent. I think they're going to fight this till the cows come home. And it could be an ugly matrimony, to say the least. But I think we got to wait a while. But that's the thing about waiting. Deshaun Watson, he's definitely worth it. Is Alex Smith worth it? Is bringing in a, a, you know, the, the former Washington quarterback, former Kansas City chief, 
is Alex Smith worth bringing in here? And once again, let's just assume it's a Marcus Mariota type of deal. Let's put inflation in that as well. So let's call it an $8 million, maybe $8.5 million a year uh, on a contract. Is that worth it? And listen, I'm the last person to be on the fence because I know how my co-host Brent Martin feels about that. But a part of me wants it and a part of me doesn't. Because like I've talked about, when you got guys like Joe Burrow, when you got guys that are surefire, like Justin Herbert even, that are surefire talents, how much can a backup quarterback do for you? And keep in mind, you have a guy right now in Gardner Minshew that's probably going to command, I want to say, around eight hundred to $850,000 this year. That's pocket change. That's a rookie deal. That's what you want. You, you're going to have two quarterbacks essentially on rookie deals? You know how rare that is? So you got to take the money into account a little bit as well. Now, I understand the Jaguars have probably like the most salary cap open right now in the NFL. But if that 8 or $8.5 million is the difference between getting a guy like, let's say, Chris Godwin and maybe a guy like a Curtis Samuel, even though people like Curtis Samuel, I like him as well. But let's be honest, I'd much rather have Chris Godwin. If that's a difference right there, well, then give me Chris Godwin and give me Gardner Minshew. Because it's not about Alex Smith coming into the game and winning games for the Jaguars. Like, if Trevor Lawrence gets benched or if he's out, the season's going to go in the toilet anyways, right? I don't think Alex Smith can come in here with all due respect to him and lead this team to the playoffs. It's not going to happen. So you're bringing in Alex Smith, obviously, to groom uh, Trevor Lawrence, to, you know, kind of bounce ideas off Trevor Lawrence. But once again, I stress this as it is. I think that could be Urban Meyer's job. So that's why I'm not going above hell or high water to get Alex Smith here. Now, if he's here, am I going to complain about it? Absolutely not. But I think if you have to short up money for Leonard Williams, if you're going to try to pursue Orlando Brown and maybe a new contract, if you try to go after Smith Schuster, Allen Robinson, Chris Godwin, every million dollars or so matters especially 8.5 or $8 million if that's what Alex Smith wants. More on ESPN 690 when we get back.